What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Killer Talk with Big Near. Um, I was supposed to have a different host, a uh, co-host today. Because Queen is supposed to be on a two-week probation but from I'm her not. last from her last episode. But I'm not. So Queen is here with us. Say hello, Queen. Hello, my friends. How are y'all? They are not your friends. They are my friends. The Queen friends. The who? Queen friends. <laughs> um, before we get to the case, first of all, we are over seven hundred views. Let's let's say that. I'm wow. so excited. I need to make my TikTok. That's ooh. That, that will be so good on that. <laughs> They're gonna want to see me. <laughs> I mean, I've been on a lot of cases. They're gonna <laughs> at least a few of them. Just a couple. Why? Like 20. You're not even on 20 episodes. How many episodes you got up? This would be, this 25th episode we're recording I'm now. probably on like 18 then. You are not on 18 <laughs> episodes. I'm on 18. You're probably on, you're, at least 10. You're, yeah, you're on at least 10. Yeah. At least 10. At least 10. Yeah. You're at least 10. But yes, y'all, we're doing so well. 700. That's Word right. of mouth, for real, for real. So, thank y'all for spreading it. It's nice. But um, let's get on to this case that I have for y'all today. Excuse my voice if it sounds like it's going. I had a little fun Saturday in my voice. Yeah. <laughs> Leave her alone, y'all. That's not what I meant. I meant I was hanging out. <laughs> you know, hanging outside and stuff. So, my <laughs> voice is a little going. But today's case, we're going to call... Killer love. The calls coming from inside the house. The calls coming from the calls coming from inside the house. Would you kill for love? Would I kill for love? Mm-hmm. Um. Oh shit. I don't know. I guess it depends. That's that's a good question. <laughs> you never know, like how how deeply in love you could be with somebody. You might want to kill. I mean, I can understand how people get there. Yeah, I do too. So, so today's case take place in Greenville, South Carolina. The country. You ever been to Greenville? I'm gonna do it. It's I right. bet you have a little whore. I'm a truck driver. You're a what? Truck driver. How dare you? <sighs> Anyways, so the young lady we're talking about today' name is Carmen Major. She was born in 1987, and she was adopted when she was three. Oh. Yeah. Um, she was raised in a good Christian home, though. Mm. Real good Christian mm. home. She went to church. She was a good girl. Mm-hmm. She sung in the choir. Mm-hmm. And then as she grew up, she worked within the church. You know how you have your little church jobs. And she even had a close relationship with her older brother. But she looked after him too because he was a little wild. 
So he said he kind of had like a young mother because she also act like his mother and tried to help him. Carmen believed in helping others. So she was a good, beautiful spirit young lady. Of course. Queen, what is this supposed to mean? Why yeah, she's you... not perfect. Nobody's no perfect. Because why would you go in saying bad things about a person? I mean, you know, I'm going to listen to the story. But if she did some fucked up shit, I'm going to call it out. Okay, that's fair. So, after she graduated from high school, she went to college at Spartanburg Methodist in Saxon, South Carolina. You ever heard of that? No, that's probably a whole time. Yeah, which is 30 minutes away. So, she was only 30 minutes from home. But she took advantage of this new freedom she got. Mm. You know, she was hanging out and meeting people outside of church. So, now she got new Uh-oh, friends that's not church wild. friends. <laughs> but all that came to an end her sophomore year. When her mother became sick with a staph infection and was bed bound for six weeks. And they couldn't afford a nurse to come take care of her. So Mm. Carmen was like, you know, I'll drop out of school and come home. Which, um, that is a good thing that she did that. But it was just six weeks. I don't see why brother couldn't pick up the slack. Brother was too wild. I mean, but he was older. Like, let the girl go to school and you. It's only six weeks. To do what he's supposed to do. I wonder if he even offered. He probably, no, he's in the streets. He probably lived in the damn house with mama. He was in the streets. Never be fucked up if he lived in the house and made that girl come home. He probably did. Ever? What if he made her come home? (laughs) No, we're not going to say that's rude. That's rude. So, one day, she met Clarence, this nice young man named Clarence, who lived in a neighboring apartment complex. So, like, you know, they always seen each other. So they started talking, and you know, he was being a little flirty, giving her some attention that she needed, Mm -hmm. and he thought, you know, that she was a beautiful girl, so he started making sure he talked to her, like, every chance he got. Every time he seen her, he made sure they had a conversation. Mm -hmm. But Clarence grew up a little different from Carmen. His parents didn't give him attention. He didn't come from a nice, loving family. Most of the stuff he learned was from other kids. So, you know, he grew up stealing and getting arrested and he dropped out of high school. So he worked a lot of temp construction jobs. Now, just because Clarence was out here, you know, having a hard life don't mean he had a hard time with the ladies. He loved the ladies and the ladies loved him. He was very charming and he was instantly attracted to Carmen because she was pretty and she dressed nice. You know, I guess he like a woman with a pretty face and knows how to carry herself. Because mm-hmm. he's a hoodlum and he wants a nice, well put together woman. Ain't that normally how it go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being funny. Is that not normally how it go? What, is, is this nigga you think about something? Make sense, please. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> So, from what they were saying in the show, they believe Carmen was a virgin and she lost her virginity to him. So, we think that's her first and we're going to go with that story. Because mm-hmm. she was, what, 19 when she met him, so. Or 18. No, she was 19. She was 19. So, Clarence ended up telling her about his past, you know, his little petty thefts. And she didn't mind it because she wanted to help him because she was a helper. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she wanted to help him and help him change. She even got him to go to church a couple times. But Mama wasn't feeling it. She could see all through Clarence. And she she like, didn't like him. She ain't like him. Mm. Yeah, Mama didn't like him. She didn't trust him. 
But then Mama kind of had to like them and accept them because Carmen found out she was pregnant. And Clarence decided to make her an honest woman. And they got married. She Aww. was 19 and he was 23. Oh, he's a little older. Yeah, he's a little older. When their daughter was born, Carmen took a job at a sporting store and Clarence worked extra hours to help pay the bills. And they got them a little trailer on the outskirts of town. So they had like, you know, they was good. Now let's jump ahead a little bit. On April 7, 2008, a woman comes home with her niece and nephew and she sees a black bag on her porch in front of her door with a letter on it. When she reads the letter, it's saying that she has to give them money by a certain date or bad things are going to happen. Oh, so, of course, she calls 911 immediately. Police arrive. They see the bag. They open the bag. They see a hand and they see a foot. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took a turn, didn't it? Okay. <laughs> they find a hand and a foot. The police seen the letter, and it was for a woman named Grace. I don't know for sure if that's her name or they changed it, but her last name was Davis, but we're going to continue to call her Grace because that's what the show was calling her. Mm. But in court records, they just kept referring to her by her last name. So we're going to call her Grace because she's Grace. So it was for a woman named Grace and telling her that this will happen to her if she don't come back to the organization. And it threatened her oldest son. It just said organization. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit. It's got real, didn't it? Oh wow. So oh they also left an email address for her to contact. So they <laughs> Okay. So it's a letter threatening so a woman got a letter threatening Grace. Mind you the woman name is not Grace. Okay. So let's just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Then nine one one get another call. Where a lady saying she got a black bag on her porch. And she told him straight up, I already heard that somebody else got a black bag on their porch. I got one on mine. I don't know what it is. I'm calling y'all. So the police come just like last time. It's another hand, another foot. The same letter for Grace saying the same thing. Mind you, that lady name also wasn't Grace. But they asked them. Both ladies, do y'all know Grace? And both ladies did. The first lady was her aunt, and the last lady was her mom. Name Grace? No. <clears throat> they know Grace. The first lady that got the bag was Grace's aunt. Mm. The second lady that got the bag was Grace's mother. Okay. Yes. So, 911 is, of course, thinking that it was a serial killer because it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, they don't even know, but... Both body parts belong to a black person. So they're like, it's probably the same body. But who, if it is, they're still not sure. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of weird. People getting body parts. And yeah, so they were taking it serious. They even went and got Grace's older son out of school and put him in protective custody. Because they didn't, you know, he got a threat on his life. They didn't know what was going on. So... Mama said that nobody heard from Grace in weeks that uh, Grace been having issues with her ex-husband, Willie. He was very violent. Grace left her kids. <laughs> sorry. Grace left with her kids. So she left the husband and she's been having a hard time finding somewhere to stay and finding money because he's not trying to pay child support. Oh, and she took him to court. So now he's all upset about it. And since she didn't have a job, 
social service was going to take the kids and put them in foster care, but her aunt, the one that got the bag first, said she'll take them in. So the kids are with her, but after Grace dropped the kids off, they haven't seen her. So now police are like, okay, we hope this, obviously we hope this is not Grace in these bags. That wouldn't even make sense if that would be her in the bags and you sending letters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they still got to see. Wait, could they tell if it was a man or a woman? No, not yet. It's just like mm-hmm. they got to test it. So the police get the results back from the body parts, and it belonged to the same woman named Nicole Harris, who was 34, and she was a mother of four. Uh, she did have a troubled life. She was addicted to drugs. She was living on the streets. So not saying like it's okay for somebody to kill her, but she's kind of like, <laughs> you know, they don't, she, yeah. they don't, they don't really know who this lady is. And uh, Grace's family didn't know who that was either. And they talked to me cold family because they got to contact them and they didn't know who Grace was. So these two aren't connecting. But remember the stories about Carmen and Clarence. Okay. So just kidding. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on here. So police go and track down Willie, who was Grace's ex-husband. And Willie said he don't know McCole. And Nicole, I'm sorry. And nor was he writing any threatening letters. And he gave him an alibi. I think he was like with a girl and work and stuff. And all that checked out. So he didn't do it. So now the residents are scared. They think a serial killer is out here. Mm-hmm. Chopping up people, dropping up on body parts. So police end up getting a tip from one of Grace's friends. And when they come to the house, guess who meets them at the door? Ooh. Grace. Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she meets them at the door. She's fine. She's unharmed. And she is totally confused on why they're there. But she did hear about the threatening calls her family's been getting. So that's kind of why she's been low. But she didn't know that they had body parts dropped at the door. She ain't talked to them, you know, that day. So she didn't know about that part. So, of course, the police are asking her, well, do you know somebody named McCole? Mecole. He called her McCole. Mecole. Mecole. <laughs> and she's like, nope. And they're like, uh, something just feels weird. Like, but clearly someone's after you and you're acting like nothing is going on with you. So they're like, all right, what, like, what's going on? Where you been? So she like, after she left her husband... She met a nice couple at church who let her move in named Carmen and Clarence. So, wait, wait, wait. Say that again. When she left her husband. Grace. Grace. When she left her husband, she left her husband with her kids and all that. And then she didn't have to get the kids to her auntie. Mm -hmm. Well, at church, she ended up meeting Carmen and Clarence. And they let her move in because they knew she was having hard times. Mm Mm-hmm. Random people, she don't know them. So, she said that, you know, she was helping out with the kids while they worked and everything was going good. But then Clarence got locked up for 90 days for an outstanding warrant. So, within that time, her and Carmen became close, like a little, little too close. And they started growing a romantic relationship. She gay? (laughs) Queen, I'm not too sure. Grace and Carmen? Grace and Carmen now have a little thing going on. Clarence went away for 90 days and boom, them two got sparks flying. So they eventually fall in love, Grace says, within 90 days. 
It's a show like that, so we can't we can't say much. Ninety days is cool. Yeah. So when Clarence came home, Carmen told him that she hooked up with Grace, and he was shocked. But then he was with it, like, yo, we could, this can all be a thing. All three of us mm-hmm. could be cool. And Carmen was like, I mean, that's cool, as long as it's just sexual, like, as long as it's just a sexual thing. So she said it lasted for about two months, and then Grace started missing her kids and she wanted them to come live with her at the house and she told social service about her living arrangement and they said fuck no you're gonna have to get your own place we're not this is weird we're not we're not doing this I can see what's going on. yeah like this is a bit much we're not doing this so she said she left like all right i gotta go somewhere get my own stuff so she broke it off with them and she left and then she said everything was good. Like, she hasn't heard anything from them. And they're not the type of couple that would kill somebody. So, she's like, I honestly... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. So, the police took a look into Carmen and Clarence. And they did seem like a normal couple with kids. They go to church. Like, nothing seemed odd about them. They had no lead. So, police put out... Uh, asking people if they seen me cold. You know, they know when she died. So if anybody's seen her around these days, let us know. And they get a call from a lady at a tip agency. And she said that me cold came in there for a job. And she came in there with one of the construction guys named Clarence. Mm -hmm. And they seemed to be a little close, like making out in the lobby. Then they went in the bathroom together. Yeah. So the married man was with me cold. Mm-hmm. The police started looking into the emails from the letter to see if they could figure out who started it, where it come from. And they found out it was it was created at a library in town. Of course, probably only one is Greenville. I doubt they have a lot. Mm-hmm. So they went to the library, and of course, the library has hella footage. So FYI, guys, if you do a crime, let's not go to the library and search up stuff. Yeah, probably not. So, of course, on the security camera, they see Carmen and Clarence checking the email. Mm. So they're like, all right. They definitely did it. So on April 10th, they go and arrest them. And they take Carmen in first because they're like, we don't even know if she had anything to do with it because, you know, maybe he was messing with this young lady and she didn't know. Mm. So we're going to talk to her first to see if she a crack. She showed no emotions. <laughs> when they brought up Grace and all that, she didn't have anything to say. But when they brought up Nicole... She said she didn't know her. She didn't know nothing about it. And then she asked for a lawyer. Mm, So she did it right. Now let's go over to Clarence. They go talk to Clarence. And what he started doing, he starts talking. Mm -hmm. Per per usual. The Mm -hmm. men always talk. So Clarence like, yeah, we had a thing with Grace. It was cool. But she left. I mean, you know, it didn't matter to me. I had a wife. He said, now, Nicole... I don't know her. I just seen her at the temp agency. Like, we never had a conversation or mm. none of that. And they're like, okay, yeah, you're lying. <laughs> we definitely know you had a conversation. So, with that, they're going to get a search warrant. And they search their home. First of all, Amber, inside that trailer was disgusting. Mm. It was trash everywhere, food everywhere, dirty dishes, bugs, blood in the hallway. And then when you got to the bathroom, the shower looked like a murder scene. It was blood. They didn't even clean it. No. Okay. 
They, they didn't even clean the shower. They didn't okay. <laughs> so, of course, they the police test the blood, come back to me cold. So, it's like, okay, obviously, now you guys are arrested for murder with no bond. Mm-hmm. Because you guys just brutally murdered this poor woman and chopped her up. Mm-hmm. So police, when they were searching the home, they found wedding vows written by Clarence for him, Carmen, and Grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way it was written in his letter, it seemed like he was really very much in love with Grace. It was very hurt that she left, unlike how he tried to make it seem. Which would make sense because you got body parts getting shipped to the girl house with threatening letters. Yeah. The organization was obviously them. Come back to their three-way. Okay. Yeah, that's that was the organization. Okay. We'll get to it, but spoiler alert, that was <laughs> the organization. So, with all that being found, prosecution prosecutors approached Carmen with a deal because they believed that this was all Clarence's idea to get Grace back. So they told her, plead guilty, testify against your husband, and we'll reduce the sentence. So on September 2009, she took the deal. And she told them that they can find Miko's body, like, off in this field and burnt. It was, like, burnt inside, like, a baby cage. I mean, a baby crib or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, weird. So, of course, she also told them how everything started. So let's get to how Miko ended up dead. So she said after Clarence got out of jail, he found out about the relationship with Grace. Like I said, he was with it. So they started the three-way thing. It was only supposed to be sexual, and it started off working like that. But then Clarence started to become controlling. He started locking them in the trailer, Amber, when he left so they couldn't go anywhere. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) And when Grace decided to leave and go back for her kids, that pissed him off. And he came up with a plan to get her back. But he told Carmen, we need a victim. So the plan was to find somebody to kill them, chop them up, and then send them to Grace's people to get her to come back. So he was going to threaten her to come back. Okay. Which I don't know why he would think that would make her come back if you send me people's body parts in a threatening note. Maybe because she probably thought it was people, you know, like her family or something. She knew it was, she probably fucking, well, she didn't see it, but I'm sure she would have known it was fucking them. Like, who else is after me talking about a damn organization? Like, please stop it. It's fucking, I'm about to say fucking feel ass. Look, <laughs> right? Wow. Fucking Clarence ass. So, ooh. he said that Miko would be the perfect person because she was homeless. And nobody report her missing. These is his words, not mine. So then on April 4th, Clarence approached Nicole at the temp agency. Because remember, he been seeing her, been talking to her, been trying to get her there. But then he posed as an officer and told her that he was undercover and she's actually arrested for prostitution and drugs. So he arrested Amber. He literally brought handcuffs, arrested this girl. And brought her back to his house. And they cuffed her to the bed. And then that's when he told her that he would drop the charges if she helped with the case. And the case is getting Grace to back. To come back. Wow. Yes. So she said, okay, she would. So he wrote out a script 
had her memorize it. When she memorized it, he took her to the gas station. They called Grace, aunt and mom, and you know did the threatening phone calls. <laughs> then he brought her back and handcuffed her to the uh, to the chair in the living room. Left her there overnight, and then the next day he came to Carmen and told Carmen, "We got we got to kill her." You know, that's the next part of the plan. We got to kill her. So he told Carmen that you're going to kill her. You're going to get the extension cord. You're going to put it around her oh, neck God. and you're going to strangle her. Carmen said, of course, she was so scared. She didn't know what to do. So she went in there and she tried to do it, but she couldn't because Nicole was fighting. So Clarence got mad. He grabbed the plastic bag, wrapped it around her head, got the extension cord, and then he like strangled her mm. and killed her. Then that was done. He forced her to take Help him get her in the bathroom. And that's when he, Amber, that's when he tried to cut her up using, he tried to use some kitchen, some kitchen knives at first. Okay. <laughs> then he tried to use a machete and he realized that didn't work. So he had to use puning, puning shears. I can't say it. Puning shears. Puning shears? Yes, puning shears. What is that, like a scissors or something? It's like a knife, but. It's like, I got to show you it. But the way it is, I can see why it was easy to, like, kind of, like, chop somebody body parts up with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, the next day, they went and disposed the body in the field. And then they went off and dropped off the notes to her mother and her aunt. And then Carmen, I mean, Clarence made Carmen go and check the emails at the library to see if Grace wrote back. During all this, Carmen said that she was... Still in so much shock. So, on April 2012, Clarence's trial began with Carmen as the star witness. She goes in there, lay everything out on the table. Prosecution has the DNA from the home, so they used all that against them. Which looks pretty bad in his case. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, defense got to get up there and do a little something, something. So, defense get up there and said, okay... Yes, y'all know that Miko was killed inside the trailer. That is true. But the evidence doesn't say who killed her. Mm. Yeah. They're like, really? Carmen did everything, and Clarence just get, helped get rid of the body. They say how Carmen was upset that Grace left, but she the one that started a relationship with her to begin with, so mm -hmm. she should be the most hurt. She was upset she left, so she came up with a plan to get her back. And then apparently she killed Nicole because Clarence was fucking her. Okay. Without her? Yeah, I guess without her. Okay. <laughs> Look, without her. But the jury didn't buy that. And, you know, April 13, 2012, Clarence was given life without parole. And Carmen, of course, she had a deal for 50 years, but it got bumped down to 40 years. Damn. Yes. So what do you think about today's case? They did all of this to get Grace back. If you was Grace, how would you feel? That shit. Nanda, she didn't even know them that long. <laughs> this was not like a six-month like, relationship. What was she doing to them? Like, he was locked up. Oh, wait, wait, wait. She called the police. Carmen called the police, right? When she got the bag. No, that wasn't Carmen. Wait, oh, no, no, no. Carmen. That was the aunt and yes. I keep feeling like they keep, they, she did the call. No. No, me cold. They got me cold to call the aunt and the mother threatening her. Mm. Yes. 
Why don't you just find you another bitch? A little louder. You know what I'm saying? Why didn't they just find somebody else? You know what I'm saying? Clarence, some people don't like that. If I can't have you, nobody can type thing. But I think that was the very most extreme plan I ever seen somebody go through to get somebody back. You go kill an innocent person, chop off their body, send it to her family member's door with a letter, thinking she going to hop on her phone and email you back. Yeah. No, you're going to scare the shit out of her. I do fuck with the defense team, though, because they're right. You don't know. She could have did it. That is very true. She could have did it. Technically, she started a relationship first, so that would make more sense for her to be. I mean, but shit. He got life. He got life with no parole. And she got 40? 40 years. So she probably can try for what? Like, after, like, what, 20? She can try to get out? Yeah, possibly. Depends on how steep her perspective is. Okay, she might still have a life. Yeah, she was young. She might still. She was in her early twenties. I'm like, shit, forty years, bitch. You gone? Like, I'm a long time. She still got time. She probably tried to get. So if you was Drace, would that make you go back to him? Who? (laughs) Would you go back to Clarence once you got that note? No. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. What makes him think that they would come back? Like, what made you think she would come back to you? Tactic, I get it, but it's like that's stupid. Y'all should have just kidnapped her or something. That's what I was saying. Find yeah, her, find just snatch her. her. Just, just I mean, he was already locking y'all in the house. That's why I don't see how she was able to leave if he was locking them in the house. That's why I wonder maybe that was a lie. Locking him in the house? Because how could she just leave if he was like that controlling and locked you in the house? Like I figured he wouldn't how let her go. How can you lock somebody in the house anyway? I guess the way the door is. Maybe it's like she a lock on the outside. She got windows. Mm. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. She could be lying. That's what I'm saying. She she could be lying. Mm-hmm. She could be lying. Like, yeah. She could have been the one to plant this shit out. I could see them both planning it together. They both probably was upset. And she just wanted it to erase how much her, her role in it downplay it that way she won't get so much time yeah she was smart on that part yeah she like if i flip first then mm-hmm. that i get a At deal least i get a deal yeah and i can tell them whatever story sound good but why i wonder like i should have asked her like why would you go along with this she said she was she was scared he's gonna kill her she said that she was scared he was gonna kill her. yeah that's normal that thing she was scared he's gonna kill her i guess i guess but, I mean, 40 years, she did. She, she 40 did. years, not bad. She deserved it. Yeah, 40 years is good. I hope Grace got the hell out of Dodge and do not take any more. And now they're making it like that, look bad for church people. Like, now you're not going to want to get a helping from a ch- nice, sweet church couple. Because they could be crazy and try to kill you. Nobody's perfect. That's why I said, mm. mm. That's why you said, mm, what? You don't know how I like that. Amber. She don't know her like that. She could be crazy. She human. She could be just as fucked up. As who, you? I'm not that fucked up. I would have just kidnapped the bitch. Or found me another one. So, if this was in your shoes, how would you have handled it? I'm like, babe, let's just get another one. So, you... Let's get another bitch. I mean, well, if you see him... Here I go being mean. He's a little hard on the eyes. Who, him? Yeah. Oh, he's ugly. Of course. Oh. I mean, she... 
Well, that could that could point to him. She too. looked a little crazy in her mug shot. I, I, you know, you know, I'm it good could for a point picture. to him that he was ugly. He ain't used to grabbing bitches and shit. Let me let me show he you. Yeah, two. He was fucking on two. It could have been him too. Yeah, let me show you. Both. She deserved it. She deserved her time. Yeah, she she deserved it. I just feel bad for the poor lady. Like, damn. <laughs> they just said she was nothing. This is them. They both look crazy. Right? Yeah, they both look crazy. She looked like she could have did it. <laughs> it's like a sweet little girl that grew up in church. Yeah, she looked like she could have did it. She does. She looks crazy as hell in this picture. Look at her eyes. And look at him. He look. He look kind of slow. Like maybe he could have put together this type of plan. Now, look, now that I'm thinking about it, y'all, I'm supposed to picture, but he look like he's easily manipulated. Manipulated. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know that part about getting locked in. But then again, too, I don't know because his background. It was just petty thief, like petty theft. Yeah. Nothing like hardcore. No, he, he never did time. No, ninety days type shit. He never like did no real real time. Oh yeah. He. He just had, he was a thief. That's it. Yeah. Skipped nah. out on she, going to court and shit. I mean, like they say, women are smart. We manipulative. We sneaky. All that shit. Yeah. So she probably is she the reason. She could have been a mess behind hiding. She could have. She could have. And she split on his ass and he got life. Mm-hmm. Damn. He should have said something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he crazy as hell. Yeah, you should have said something. Do you have any other thoughts about the case before we wrap it up today? Uh, no. I think they just full of shit. They could have just got another bitch. Or they could have just left it with just them two. Like, that wasn't even a part of y'all relationship to begin with. Yeah. Like, you know, y'all shouldn't. You should have told me it was a one-time thing. Tell me you fell in love with the girl. Please. So, yeah, that's another reason why if you fell in love with her, you didn't just leave and, like, have no emotion behind her leaving. You was very much hurt that the love of your life left. I mean, yeah, because she didn't second it when he said, we can do it together. Mm-hmm. So, she won't try to let her go at all. Like, is anybody like, oh, no, nah, my man coming home. You got to go. Yeah, like, we got to keep this between us. We can't but let him her to out. tell him. Yeah. She really fucked with her. Yeah. So, yeah. She, she was upset she left. She did. She, she did. She ain't shit like I said in the beginning, right? Yeah. I said I was going to call it out. She ain't shit. Okay, guys. Thank like y'all. Thank y'all for listening. This case was very... Trust no one. You should have... You should have... That should have been the title of this one. <laughs> Even if they go to church. Lovers kill slash trust no one. Yep. I like that. Okay. Well, that's the new name of the case. Yes, don't trust anybody, guys. It's getting real wicked out here. I haven't seen anything weird that sent my true crime spider senses off. Everything's been checking out. Oh, no. I do think this man on my route is hiding little kids or women in his house. He looks like a pedophile. It is weird. He never, ever has a visitor. Not the holiday season. Not any random other time. No family, no friends, not even the neighbors go talk to you. We don't talk to ours. But we have people that come over every now and then. I have never, ever seen anybody at this man's house. He keep, His house be dark. 
He keeps all the blinds shut. It's just weird. It creeps me out. I can't. He, he keeps people in the house. But have you seen anything? Mm-mm. Nothing? No, I haven't seen nothing crazy. Oh, you did think the people in Miami, that boy in Miami was pimping that girl out? He was. He was out with his girlfriend. No, he was pimping her out. She couldn't speak for herself. She could. She probably didn't speak English. Her whole body language was like, I do not want him touching me, be beside me, nothing. And he just had his arm on her like, yeah, babe, what do you want to order? They say they come there all the time. He even sung you happy birthday. It doesn't fuck. I don't trust him. She's his leading lady. He about to feed her before he go pimp her off. Okay, guys. You know what? Today's case was fun. Make sure you guys comment, vote, share. I'm I'm gonna I have other cases that I can't wait to record. I just trying to find someone besides Queen. So I'm, we're gonna try to get another mean? host for next week's episode. I got a couple people lined up that said they wanna be on it and be oh. on it again. Cherokee already waiting for her second episode. Oh, Cherokee, yeah. And Spring's been... Hey, Spring! Spring's then (laughs) wanting to get on her. She got to bring Uni, too. Uni's not getting on my podcast. She wants to talk. She can say hi and bye. (laughs) But, yeah. So, okay, guys. That's it for today. We'll see y'all next time. Bye, y'all. Say bye to Near Nation, Queen. Bye, Queen friends. That's not your friends.